anybody here a, um, a person who uh, likes to watch a show every single week? Uh, anybody have a favorite show on TV right now that you like to watch every single week? All right. What is it, The Bachelor on right now? Bachelorette? Doesn't matter. Uh, but it's like every single Wednesday night, you're like, oh, man, this is my night. Every single Monday night, this is my night, all right? I like to watch this show, all right? There's, there's that type of person, okay? And then there's the type of person who likes Netflix and Hulu. Anybody like Netflix and Hulu? It's not a question about your salvation, all right? This is a trick question, okay? All right, I love Netflix and Hulu, and, and I'll tell you the reason why, okay? It's because when I watch a show... Um, I get sucked into it, all right? And I, I, I will continually watch the show episode after episode after episode, and I can't look away, all right? I have skipped meals before, all right? I have lost my salvation. Just kidding. But, you know, I have, there are so many times where I just will watch a show in the same or the episode after episode after episode. And here's the reason why. is because constantly I want more. Okay, I'm not the type of person who will just watch an episode each week and just be over with it, all right? I am the type of person who just wants more and more and more until there's no more, all right? But I think that this is, this is an attitude that all of us have in life, all right? The title of my message today is Me Want Now. All right, we all have these moments in life where we just want something. All right, whether it's uh, let's say it's a new car. All right, let's say it's a new job. Let's say it's a new house. We have something in our minds and in our hearts that we absolutely want. We are in this me want now type of attitude. All right, type of moments in life where we just want this one thing. And so I want to share with you a story today from Genesis about this guy named Esau. And this guy named Esau had those exact same moments that we feel every single day about this me, want, now type of moment. All right? So let me set up the story real quick. There's two brothers, all right? One of them's name is Esau. He is a man's man. He's extremely hairy. Um, he, if he lived today, he'd probably shop at Cabela's, all right? He's just the type of person that would just go out in the woods and just hunt and get his game, all right? That's just what the Bible says, all right? So that was Esau. And then Jacob over here is a mama's boy, all right? He likes to stay inside. He likes to uh, cook. He likes to you know, do whatever a mama's boy likes to do, all right? So you have these two brothers, okay? And we meet these brothers in Genesis chapter 25, verse 27 through 34. And it says, one day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived back from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew right now. Right now, all right? And it says, uh, all right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation. Very dramatic, all right? I'm dying of starvation. What good is a birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first swear to me that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, therefore, selling his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob, then Jacob gave some bread and lentil soup, all right? Now, 
let me set up what's, what's, uh, what, oh, let me just tell you what's going on here, all right? So we got Esau, okay? He's the firstborn, okay? And as the firstborn, you would receive, when your father dies, all of his money, all of his land, all of his cattle. Basically, this in giant inheritance would just go to the firstborn, all right? So basically, you're set for life, okay? You have the best future in the whole entire world, all right? You have the best ahead of you. You don't have to worry about anything because you have everything that your father had. If your father was a very wealthy man, you would receive everything that he has, all right? So Esau has the best life in front of him, all right? And so we got Jacob over here, who's a little sneaky little guy. He's like, yeah, send me that birthright. I don't know why he's from New York, all right? It just seems fitting for the character, okay? But, you know, we got Jacob who said, trade me this bowl of stew for your birthright. Trade me this bowl of stew that will only last you maybe two minutes for your whole entire inheritance, for the very, very best life. Sell me this bowl of stew. Trade me these two things. Now, looking at this story, it is the most crazy thing ever, the most crazy trade ever. I'm like, I wish I was there, because I'd be like, Esau, don't do it, man. It's not worth it, all right? Don't trade away the very best. I mean, it's, you'll survive, okay? We'll get you some more food, all right? But don't trade away this bowl of stew for the very, very best life. And I think to myself, who on earth, who on earth would ever, ever trade something so small, something that they want right now for the very, very best that God has for them? And the answer is, I would. And you would. Because every single day, we make trades that we make trades for what we want right now for God's best. We trade every single day. This want that we have in our heart, this hungry desire, this me want now type of moment, we trade away the very best that God has for us every single day without even realizing it. But I want to talk to you this morning about and answer this question. What is the very best for God's life? What is the very best for your life that God has for you? What is the very, very best? Because we talk about it all the time. We talk about how God desires your life to be blessed. John 10, 10, where, where Jesus talks about the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life to the fullest, abundant life, a full life. But what is this full life? What is this best that God has for us that we trade every single day? You know, if you're like me, I used to think that God's best was just possessions. I used to think that God's best was a new car. Or I used to think that God's best was, you know, new clothes or a new situation. 
I used to think that God's best was just possessions in life, that God absolutely wanted to just bless us with all this stuff, and this is God's best, and this is God's best, and this is God's best. And we often think that God's perfect best plan for our life is possessions and situations, better situations. But I want to tell you today that what you think God's best for your life isn't really what God's best for your life is. What you think God's best for your life, it's not really what God's really, really, really wanting in your life. I want to share a verse with you this morning. If I can find it. You got it up on the screen. It's out of 3 John Verse 2, it says, I pray for good fortune in everything you do and for you to have good, good health, that every day affairs prosper. And so it sounds like, man, every single day I'm going to have good things. Every single day, man, I'm going to have the best car. I'm going to have the best house. I'm going to have the best job. I'm going to have the best situation in life. This is what... What the writer of John is, is telling us right now, he says, I pray that, that good fortune in everything you do and for good health and that every day your affairs prosper as your soul prospers. As your soul prospers. I pray that everything goes well in your life as your soul prospers. Another version says, I pray that that you may prosper as your soul prospers. Look, God's best is not based by the position of your possessions. God's best is not based and doesn't start with the position of your situation, but God's best in your life starts with the, with the position of your soul. God's best starts right here. God's best for your life starts right here in your soul. This is where God wants to do his best in your life. So if you don't know, um, I live in Pastor Jeff's basement. It's a good time. <laughs> Let me tell you, good times, everyone. Me and Levi. Hey, 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 right there. Me and Levi. Every single morning, I wake up to him in different beds. Um, that goes without saying, right, guys? Uh, but every single morning, all right? But I live in Jeff's basement. Um, let's see here. Coming up on two years on August 2nd. Or first, sorry. Um, but anyway, so I live in Jeff's basement. Um, I uh, don't make that much, to be honest with you. I mean, this isn't a complaining session. I'm not asking for money or anything like that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> this is not a complaining session. But I'm just giving you the facts. But, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I had to, or a, couple week, a week ago, I had to get my car worked on, you know. And so one day, I was telling uh, Jeff and Levi, basically the ones that I had in my, my life, all right. I had the, uh, this really me want now type of moment, and I was just being honest with him. I just, I told him, I was like, listen, I just want to move out, you know? 
I love my nephews, but when I hear Luke screaming at 8 a.m. on a Saturday and it wakes me up, it's just not nice, you know? <laughs> I'm fine, though. All right, I'll get over it, okay? So, but, uh, you know, it's okay. Um, but, you know, I was, just, I was just being honest with him, you know? I was like, I just want my own apartment, you know? Wouldn't that be sweet, Levi? Someday, man. Persevere, man. All right? But, uh, you know, I was telling him, man, it'd be great to get paid more. Man, it'd be awesome. You know, it'd be great to, to have a new car. Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd just be great to really have a, a new situation in life, you know? I mean, go home, peace and quiet, you know, I can do whatever I want. But, um, you know, I was, just, I was just being honest with him, you know? I, I had these, these wants in my life that just absolutely, I just, I just wanted really, 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 really bad. And Jeff asked me these questions, and this is what he does, man. Gosh, he'll ask you those questions. And I'm like, I get it. All right, I'm sorry, okay? But he asked me these questions, and it really honestly brought just the biggest, the biggest revelation in my life, the biggest revelation in my life. And he asked me these questions, and he said, are you okay with who you are? Are you okay with where you're at? And are you okay with what you have? He asked me these questions, and I said, no. <laughs> no. And, you know, I began to think more and more about it. And deep down in my soul, I had these wants. I had these wants that I thought, man, if I just got an apartment, I could be happy. If I just got more money, I could be happy. If I just got a girlfriend, I'd be really happy, all right? So, yeah, thanks, Maggie. Uh, but, you, know, you know, I just, I had all these wants in my heart, you know? But as soon as he asked me these questions, I had to work it out with the Lord. But I finally said, yeah, I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm okay with living in Jeff's basement. I'm okay with making this amount of money each month. I'm okay with who I am. And you know, let me tell you something. This changed something deep down in my soul. Okay, this changed something deep down in my soul. And as soon as I was okay in my soul with the situation that I am in, with who I am, with what I have, with where I'm at, you know what came? Joy. You know what came? Peace. You know what came? Contentment. You know what came? Freedom from any type of jealousy that I ever had. Listen, my friends are out there getting married, making lots of money, and, and having their own youth group, all right? There's a lot of jealousy that was in my heart because of that. But you know what? I'm okay with where God has me. I'm okay with what I have. And you know what? I got joy. I got joy deep down in my soul. I got peace deep down in my soul. I got contentment deep down in my soul. And this revelation has changed my life. 
Brothers, I pray that you would prosper in life even as your soul prosper. God's best does not start with possessions. God's best is joy for your life. God's best is peace for your life. God's best is contentment for your life. God's best is freedom from any type of uh, jealousy or any type of situation that you may find yourself in. That's God's best for your life. It's not possessions. It's not a new situation. It's not a new car. It's not a new job. It's not any thing that we see with our eyes, but God's best with our life starts right here. God's best with our life starts deep down in our souls. And when we understand this, when we're okay with what we have, when we're okay with who we are, when we're okay with what God has given us, guess what? Joy comes out of your soul. Joy comes out of your soul. And these wants that you have in life, man, they disappear. They disappear. And listen, does God want me to have my own apartment? Absolutely. Does God want me to make more money? Absolutely. Does God want me to have a girlfriend? You better believe he does. All right. Come on, touch three people. Say he needs a girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. I don't need to go. I'm kidding. I'm totally okay. But uh, I'm good in life. But let me tell you something. God desires more for me to have joy. Let me tell you something. God desires more for me to have peace in my soul for me not to want constantly every single day for something God desires for you to have joy in your soul. God desires for you to have peace in your soul. So let me ask you this. Are you okay with where you're at? Are you okay in your soul with who you are? Are you okay in your soul with what you have? Because if you aren't, you're just going to keep on wanting, and you're just going to keep on trading every single day. Whether you realize it or not, if you're not okay in your soul, if your soul is not prospering, you're just going to keep on trading. And it's frustrating, let me tell you. Because I've lived it for a long, long time, just constantly, every single day, wanting this and trading away God's best. We strive constantly for this want. We see our neighbors get this new Lexus SUV. I'm like, man, I want that. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. And God wants you to have the best too. But it starts in your soul. It starts deep down in your soul. Worship team, you can come on up. Man. So why don't you guys stand up this morning? I'm going to close. But I just want you, I want you to think about those questions. Think about, are you okay? Think about what you have in life. Are you okay with it? Because, man, God desires for each and every one of you to have joy in life. God desires for each and every one of you 
have peace in your soul. You put up that last verse real quick. Hebrews chapter 12, 16 through 17, it says, make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau who traded away his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. You know that afterwards when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected and it was too late for repentance even though he begged with bitter tears. Listen, I'm tired of being Esau. This is the life that God wants for your life. This is what Jesus died for. This is what Jesus died for. So that you can have joy in your soul. So that you can wake up tomorrow morning and be a different person than you were last Monday. And that's what God desires for you every single day. Contentment, joy, peace. Fulfillment in your soul, a satisfied soul. This is what God desires for your life. This is his best, his absolute best. So don't be like Esau. Quit trading. Be okay in your soul. Find peace in your soul. So let's just take 30 seconds. Close your eyes. This is between you and God right now. This is between you and God. There's no one else around right now. But you gotta ask yourself, you gotta ask your soul, are you okay? Are you okay with who you are? Are you okay with what you have? God desires. God so desires that your Monday morning looks different. Your week looks different. <laughs> you go to work and people don't recognize you because of the joy in your heart because of the contentment in your heart, because of the peace of God in your heart. 
Listen, I know we all want things in life. I know we do. It's, it's part of who we are. It just happens. We all want something in life, but it's not worth it. It's not worth trading God's best for your life. Because listen, when you get a hold of the joy that Jesus has for you because you're okay with who you are, when you get a hold of the joy that Jesus has for you because you're okay with what you have and where you are in life, there is nothing that will ever compare to it. There's nothing ever. And all of your wants doesn't even matter anymore. They disappear because Jesus now satisfies your soul because there's joy and life and freedom. It doesn't matter anymore because you're okay with what you have. You're okay with where you're, listen, I'm okay with living in Jeff's basement. I'm okay with being single. I'm okay with not having that much money. You know why? Because Jesus' joy fills my heart. Because Jesus' peace fills my heart and I desire that for you guys. God desires that for you. So let's not trade anymore. Let's be a church and a people that have the joy of Jesus in their life. Let's be a church and a people that live with contentment. Let's be a church and a people that goes to their work and spreads the joy of Jesus. Listen, I know you make more money than me, but I don't care because I got joy because that's God's best for my life. Listen, I know you got a better car, but I don't care. I got joy because that's God's best for my life. Listen, I know you got a better house. I know you got a better situation, but I don't care because I got the joy of Jesus in my life. I got the joy of Jesus in my life, and that's God's best for me. There is nothing that will ever compare to Jesus' joy, everyone. pray for you and we're going to dismiss God you are so good God we love you thank you Father God that I just come against in Jesus name just the spirit of of comparing. Man, no more comparing. No more comparing to your coworkers. No more comparing to your family. No more comparing to your friends. And I just release the joy of Jesus into every single soul into this room. I just release the joy of Jesus. I release the peace of God. I release the contentment of Jesus. And I release in Jesus' name that the fact that other people may have more stuff, other people may be in different situations, maybe better situations, but it doesn't matter because every single one of these people in this room now have the best that God has for them in their life, now has the joy of Jesus, and they can wake up tomorrow morning in the same house, driving the same car, working the same job, but they still have God's best for their life. They still have the love of Jesus. They still have the joy of Jesus in their heart. They still have the, content, the contentment of God in their heart. And I just release that over every single soul in this room. God, we love you. We honor you. We are so thankful 
that you gave your son to give us us, to give us this life. We are so incredibly thankful for everything that you've done. We are so incredibly thankful for joy. We're so incredibly thankful for peace. We're thankful. Come on, just thank Jesus this morning. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him for joy. Thank him for peace. Thank you, Father God, that you died. You rose again so that we can have joy. We can have a full life. We can have joy in our hearts. We can have a full life. Father God, that we leave changed, never the same. We took a step towards becoming more and more like Jesus. So we thank you, Father God. Lord, keep us safe this holiday, Lord Jesus, that everything that we do, Father God, will be safe, Lord Jesus. And we love you. We give you all the honor and all the praise forever and ever, Lord Jesus. We love you. Everybody said, Amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus, everybody, one last time. He's so good. He's so good. Oh, man, we love you. We love you. We love you. Have a great 4th of July. You guys are dismissed.